Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk joining you on a Friday morning. Thanks for joining us and starting your weekend at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. Appreciate it. Appreciate? Is that a word? Appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen who are out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churning Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a cup full of Strange Brew Coffee. And if you don't live here in Starkville or in Tupelo and you can't get there every morning, well, it can get to you every morning. Just shop at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and you can get coffee delivered right to your door, including the brand new and totally awesome K-Cups, which just continue to fly off the shelves. So if you're a Keurig owner and you're looking for Strange Brew Coffee, they've got you covered at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. New year, new gear. I know we're into February, but hey, it's still 2022, and you're still scratching out 21 when you write a check. Don't act like you aren't. So just go with it, and you should be writing a check or maybe doing a little you know, debit card action, whatever you want to do with College Corner. You should be loading up on some new, new gear because Mississippi State baseball is almost here. When you show up at Diddy Noble Field, you want to look as good as that brand-new national championship logo on the outfield wall. So whatever you're looking for, maroon and white, they've got it at College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're floated by the Half Shell, or you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Our friends at Humble Taco look forward to seeing you every weekend you're in Starkville. And if you're living here, they expect to see you as, many, as much as possible. Because you should be heading there. When you want Mexican food with something different, a twist, a unique menu, they've got it at Humble Taco. It is Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. Everything you love about Southern food, put on a tortilla. That's that's the best way to describe it. And it's great, and it's awesome, and I'm really happy we have it here in Starkville. So the next time you're up here, you're looking for something a little different, make the move to Humble Taco. When you're looking for a great lunch and an easy, quick lunch, and a delicious lunch. Well, I've got all three at one place, and that's at Firehouse Subs. Download the Firehouse Subs app, place your order online, pick it up, no questions asked, and pile up reward points to grab free sandwiches with the quickness. That's right. I said, with? Where are you, where are you going? Robbie Falk is moving here, folks. He's moving around. I was leaving my kitchen to go to the back bedroom so I can talk. Don't look at the screen. Well, I couldn't. Uh, my peripherals caught my peripherals. God, you don't. Like, you know. You know. People. Nobody else is watching this right now. I know. So I should do we that. Don't have to I give away our put, trade secrets. Just put the v, the video out there. Me wearing this plain white t shirt. You. You look disheveled. It, it would be, it'd be great. Great television. Anyway, right, television. You can't swear. Very good. Very evil. Anyway, firehouse subs locations to serve you in Starkville, Columbus, Tupelo, Flowood, Madison, and of course, everybody's favorite town, but not really. Oxford. Your Fault. favorite town. Oh, stop. With your okay. With your Here we blue, go. It, every time that you go on a remote broadcast mm-hmm. with Super Talk, you're wearing a blue shirt. Not, not you got to fit in. You just got to fit in. Don't I was you? wearing a teal shirt yesterday. It's teal. 
Same thing. No, it's not. Teal is more green than blue. So I don't want to hear any of your crap. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I know you love Jeffrey Simmons, but Steeler fan wearing a Tennessee Titan shirt right this second is not, not the way to go. All right. We're going to talk basketball in the second half of the show. Men, big game. Women, another big win. Uh, it seems the more adversity you throw at that women's team, uh, the better they get. But for, uh, for this, this show, we talked about it a little bit uh, earlier this week. We talked about it yesterday. The retirement of Tom Brady got me to thinking about you know, the term GOAT, the greatest of all time. My opinion, and it's just my opinion, it's one man's opinion, Tom Brady is the GOAT of quarterbacks. More Super Bowls than anybody else. He's got the numbers. He's got the longevity. He's got it all. There's no, there, there's no reasonable discussion for me that he's not number one. If you want to disagree, you can disagree, but, I mean, you better, you better bring some, some facts into that argument. But for Mississippi State, who are the GOATs? Let's look at, at football. Let's look at baseball. Let's look at women's and men's basketball, try to determine who, who are the ones. The most obvious one for football, Robbie, and, and we know the answer to this already, is Dak Prescott. I feel like it's kind of similar, right? I feel like if you're going to say it's not Dak Prescott, you really better have a solid name and some evidence to go to, go to the contrary. I have three names here. I have three names that, for me, could be in the discussion to be the GOAT of MSU football to go with Dak Prescott. So we, I got, we have four names total. Dak is one of them. Two of them are old-timers. And then one more recent. The old guys, I, I got to put Jackie Parker and Shorty McWilliams. For McWilliams, I would say he is the only Bulldog prior to Dak to ever receive a Heisman vote. He is the only Bulldog to ever win a football national championship because he transferred to Army during the war played football there, and won a national title, and then came back to Mississippi State. Hey, it's, it's an asterisk, but it's, it's a fun fact, I guess. And they how, had a long... how, much of an, how much of a Mississippi State thing is that? That's your the, best, one of the, your best one of the top player three goes, most Mississippi State things ever. Your best player goes somewhere else, mm-hmm. wins a national championship, mm-hmm. and then comes back to your team. Right, and does not a national championship from somewhere, somewhere else. Correct. Correct. Uh, and then had a long and fruitful NFL career. Jackie Parker, an SEC player of the year, a guy born about 50 years, 60 years, too early. All indications of Jackie Parker is he is the kind of guy who, and, and John Bond is sort of the same way, that would thrive in these mobile quarterback-friendly systems that we see all over the place. A great, great athlete. Also a great baseball player for Mississippi State. Then a long career in the CFL. And there's some story behind that that I'm not totally familiar with why he didn't go to the NFL. I, I think it had something to do with, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to embarrass myself by not knowing. So those are the two of the old school. The other one is Jeff Simmons to me. In my opinion, you know, and, and I we're, think about the names I'm going to shoot over here, right? D.D. Lewis, Johnny Cooks, um, Trying to think of, you know, through the years of the great players. Mississippi State, Fred Smoot, Jonathan Banks, uh, Pernell McPhee, Fletcher Cox, Christian, all of them. In my opinion, Jeff Simmons is the greatest defensive player 
in Mississippi State history. You got a good case. I, I can make a solid case for that guy. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. A Jeff Simmons with no injury and no off-the-field issue on his resume is the second pick of the draft in, 20, in the 2019 draft. The Cardinals wanted a quarterback. They would have taken Kyler Murray. But you would take Jeff Simmons with a clean bill of health and a clean slate over Nick Bosa and the rest of them, in my opinion. The most dominant defensive tackle to play at Mississippi State. Played on the greatest defense in Mississippi State history. One of the best in Southeastern Conference history. So Jeff Simmons is my guy. Can any of these guys make a reasonable case to knock off Dak Prescott? From a production standpoint, yes. Okay. From just what what he meant to this fan base, what he the the aura that he had around him, mm-hmm. there's no one that comes close. There's no one that comes close. There's not a there's not a player that has been that type of person to this fan base, to this university. Um, to the state of Mississippi in some cases. I mean, he was at the center of Mississippi State getting to number one nationally. And all that kind of started whenever his mother was sick with cancer. The fan base kind of rallied around him. They loved the way that he played hard. He played for his mother. It, you, you were always going to get Dak's best. And, and Mississippi State people, I, I don't know if it's this way everywhere else, but it just feels like, it means a little bit more to Mississippi State pe- people when you are just busting your tail out there, no regard for your body, playing uh, you know 110% every single ball game. State people just love the blue-collar attitude, the hard-nosed attitude, and that's something that, that Dak brought to the table from the very beginning. You know, He was never – in that first um, year that he played when he was a redshirt freshman, he was never an impressive – passer he was never somebody that you looked at and you thought this guy's going to be an NFL quarterback but when he came into the ball game he was like Tim Tebow light he was a you know he was getting the ball on the goal line and you weren't going to stop him and people started to really gravitate to that and by the time he got Mississippi State to number one he was at legendary status and he still Mm -hmm. had another year to go yeah um so I mean he's going to be one of those guys that he makes that ring of honor at Mississippi State you know, 15 years before anybody else would have, you know, I mean, that's, uh, he, he's going to make it earlier than anybody else yeah. will. You, you, you hit on it. And this is the reason to me that Dak is the goat is there, there it will, I can't imagine. I should, you should never say never, right? Cause you don't ever really know, but I can't imagine a player having the emotional connection with the MSU fan base that Dak Prescott had. You know, and you think about even in other sports, right? Like Jake Mangum had a huge emotional connection to MSU fans. Um, I would say Victoria Vivian's sort of the same. But it pales in comparison to Dak because we were all part of his story when his mother passed away. And that made, you know, and of course, he's the one who coined the not fans but family phrase. Yeah. And a lot of people take that to heart, especially with Dak Prescott. And so, in my opinion, you, you're correct what you said. From a production standpoint, I can make a case that Dak 
would not be the GOAT. I could do it. But in terms of what he meant to this school, this university, in, in terms of having a legacy, and part of being a GOAT, the greatest of all time, is you have to have a legacy. I, I think Dak Prescott is the easy answer here. Yeah. So we'll put um, him on, on the mountain. For the sake of this show, we can make some arguments, but right now there's nobody close. I don't think there's much of an argument to make for basketball. I think it's Bailey Howe in a pretty pretty large margin. You could yeah, probably still, make he's still there. Yeah, I think you could put Jeff Malone, his name would be there. You could put Daryl Wilson, maybe Eric Dampier in that in that discussion. You could, you know, Lawrence Roberts only two years. You, he could make the discussion for sure. I mean, though. is is Q kind of a dark horse guy? I mean, I know that he's, that he's, might not be a that might not be a popular take, but mm-hmm. I mean, he, he was so steady at state, and he was he here is, from 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 you know freshman year to senior year. He was so good along the way. I, I wouldn't put him in the same category as Jeff Malone or, or mm-hmm. Bailey Howell, mm-hmm. um, but. I mean, just go look at some of his numbers, man. Here's and I, the thing I think with Q. A Mississippi kid, too. Q would be – if you said put together an all-time starting lineup, you might have Q at the three, right? Like, I don't know who the point guard would be off the top of my head. I think Daryl Wilson's the two. Q could be the three with Bailey Howell and, and Eric Dampier, right? Yeah, I, I don't know who the point guard would be either. There, there has a lot of options been. Well, there hasn't been one just standout point guard. I mean, you can probably go back to the fifties and some of those, some of those teams that were in the fifties and sixties that were really. And I just good. don't know those guys well enough. To don't say. know them well enough. You know, but, Derek Zimmerman is the first one that pops off mm-hmm. to me. Chucky Evans. Chucky be, Evans was good. Would be there. But I, I put I put Z ahead of him. Z Bowers, you could put as the point guard. You know, although he played he could, the two as well. He could run the point. Jamont Gordon could be yeah. on that discussion. Great player. A, line, a linebacker running point guard. Oh, he re- I mean, he really was. But for our for the purposes of our discussion, just to keep it kind of short, Bailey Howell's put up crazy numbers. I mean, we're talking 27 points per game. We're talking 20 rebounds per game. Uh, he, he, he did things that nobody in Mississippi State basketball will ever do again. He's State's lone basketball Hall of Famer. He's a, you know, he- and, and – and he contributed is, on he contributed on like on like some great Celtics two, teams too, and two SEC championship teams here at Mississippi State, and two and, and and if you're being fair, you know you can't say for sure, but you can say that if Mississippi State had been able to play in the NCAA tournament, they would have had legit a legitimate chance and might have been the favorite at least once with Bailey Howe to win a national title. Yeah, no that, that's it's really disappointing that they didn't and that. That changes the whole landscape of this program. Mm-hmm. The whole no, no, landscape no, no, no. of this program is different because of that. This is a team, a program that was competing uh, a lot of times with Adolph Rupp mm-hmm. when Kentucky was at its peak. And, um, you know, it's, it's disappointing that, that the state held them back. That's a, another conversation for another day. Yeah. But, you know, one thing I, I think about all the time, you know, now that we're sitting in the rafters and we have a direct – line of sight to all these uh, banners in the, in the rafters and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I see Bailey Howell's number over there, which I believe he's the only number that is retired up there. And you see him at games and stuff like that. I think about all these people, these kids and, you know, and now even college students, they're walking right past this man and they don't even know who he is. And he is a 
basketball legend, not a Mississippi right. State legend. He is a basketball legend, an SEC legend. Yeah. He's in the Basketball Hall of Fame. Yeah. And he's sitting right there. He's the most humble person, the, a really kind man. And you would never know, if you didn't know who he was, you would never know just how important of a person that he is. Um, so, I mean, yeah, he's, so he's, number he's one a legend. He, no he is the Mississippi State GOAT. Let's do women's basketball next. And for me, this is a two-horse race. I love Tierra McCowan, but no, not for me. Toya. It's between Latoya Thomas and Victoria Vivians. And are you saying Latoya? Yes, no okay. doubt. Okay. I, I'm going no doubt Latoya because no doubt. The, 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 the numbers that she has mm-hmm. will never be touched in Mississippi State. You're probably right. You're probably and, right. Um, but she didn't maybe, have the team Maybe a success. little different game back then, but yeah. – if you if you remember watching Latoya play basketball, it was a sight to see. Yeah, she it was really it was really shocking those teams didn't do more than they did because at a point I believe they had Jennifer Fambro, Latoya Thomas, and Tam White on the same team. Mm-hmm. Those are comparable players to some of the players that Vic had. Yeah, they underachieved. And, from they a went to the NCAA tournament. No they went WNIT, but Latoya was a was was really incredible because. She could play the center position, but she she could almost act like a guard too. Yeah, she, Very, was, one, she was the toughest matchup in the SEC. She's a player who gets overlooked by all you know the SEC. We talk about the SEC. Everybody talks about the great Tennessee players that have come through. And some of the LSU, like Sylvia Fowles, and all that, and, and if she gets forgotten sometimes. Even here, yeah. I think people think of Victoria Vivians and Tierra McCowan before Latoya Thomas. Uh, I'm going to agree with you. I think that Victoria had the team success that Latoya Thomas never did. But from a just a numbers perspective, they're just insane numbers. I, you got to give it to them. So I, I almost want to put Tierra ahead of Victoria. Really? Because I don't, you know, Victoria was so, was so key to Mississippi State's success. I, State does not go to the national championship two years in a row without Tierra. There's no doubt. But I think you, Victoria, is, you could say the same thing for her, that she was well, such a key Vic, player. Vic always, Vic always said that um, – to, to compete in this league, you had to have really good point guard play. <clears throat> to compete for championships, you had to have really good point guard play. To win national championships, you had to have a dominant center. Mm-hmm. And that's what Tierra McCowan was. No doubt. And, I, you know, I, I just go back to her, the, the, that first Final Four run that they made. You know, Morgan William had the big game against Baylor. Torrey had some good games during that stretch or whatever. But she was on the bench, if I remember correctly, in those first couple of NCAA tournament games. Remember, he, he sat Latoya, her down, yeah. Latoya was – I mean, uh, not Latoya. Tierra was moved into the starting lineup. She took over that ball game in the Sweet 16 against uh, Washington. That was one of the greatest quarters of basketball I've ever seen by a single player. Mm-hmm. Uh, she dominated um, Osahor, who was the leading rebounder in the country for Washington. Mm-hmm. Tierra just dominated her in the fourth quarter, and it was just incredible. Tierra really kind of put that team over the top down the stretch. And then what we saw from her her junior and senior season was I, I haven't seen anything like it in terms of just a true post player. She was um, she was just a monster. Nobody could stop her. She got to where she was, um, you know, she's so big. She could just catch the ball on a rebound and put it back in. But if she got one-on-one with somebody, she was scoring every time. I mean, she 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 really developed under Johnny Harris, and 
I, I'm tempted to put her ahead. I, I think I might give Tori the edge for number two just because she's a Mississippi player, and she probably has a you know more of a connection with this fan base. But it's close. Those two were definitely catalysts in Mississippi State's runs of uh, those two national championship games. No question. But Latoya Thomas is who we're going to put. Latoya is the goat. Okay. And now for the one where there's going to be a real debate, and that's baseball. I don't think we can put anybody pre-85. I mean, a lot of great players no. back then, no question. Bruce Castoria going to 81. Um, you know, Kenny Kurtz, Del Unser, all those guys. 85, 85 is kind of the start. So we're gonna have we're gonna have Clark and Palmera. Mm-hmm. And then we're gonna have a, a gap. A lot of great players in between. Do you put Brantley in that conversation? No. No. He, he's not over Clark and Palmera. No, not for sure. No. I don't think okay. I can put a pitcher in this discussion, to be honest with you. I gotta have an everyday player. Uh, I'm I'm okay with that. All right. And then you know, we're gonna skip a lot of guys. We're gonna skip Pete Young. Tommy Raffo, Eric uh, Dubose, Dubose, Richard Lee, Pyatt, all those guys. We're going to skip them all. To Rooker. Fast forward to, to 2017. 20, uh, 2017, Rooker. Yes. Rooker's on the list. The Triple Crown gets you on the list. It's just that simple. Got to be on the list. Mangum. Mangum. And then the guy I'm going to vote for, Tanner Allen. You have a kind of a controversial take there. I do. You, you've said that before, but I, you know, well, here's what I'm going to say about I don't Tanner think it's Allen. that far-fetched. Tanner Allen, first-team All-American, the ABCA National Player of the Year. Now, now Clark has the Golden Spikes. Rooker did not win Golden Spikes his triple crown year. Mangum never won a Golden Spikes. It's the national championship. He led his team where the other guys could not. And to me, it, it is just that simple. Tanner Allen is the man who dragged Mississippi State over the final obstacle. The only the only reason I'll disagree with you on that mm-hmm. is I think that every player on that team had a play during that season to contribute to a national championship. Well, that yeah. made me believe that that team was just this, a team of destiny. This is baseball. It's, it's not just one guy doing it all by himself. But but I, I just, you know, I, I do think that he was the most important piece to mm-hmm. this team. Had a ton of but, a big moments himself. Has the stats. Yeah. The stats are there. Career batting SEC average. player of the year, national yeah. player of the year. Tanner Allen, I'm, in my opinion, has the best resume of anybody in this discussion. The national championship definitely carries it a ton of weight. I'm going to go with Jake Mangum. Okay. And the reason I'm going with Jake Mangum is the fact that there is not, I don't think there's ever been a player at Mississippi state. I have no way to, to quantify this. I have no way to measure this out. This is just my personal opinion. I don't think there's ever been a player that just wanted to play at Mississippi state more than Jake Mangum. Look at his look at the contract that he got when he signed with the Mets. Mm-hmm. He could have made hundreds of thousands of more dollars had he left Mississippi State before his senior season. He turned down the draft twice, or was it three times? Three times. I guess it was twice. Was it twice? Well, yeah, I mean, I drafted out of high school too. So, 
Yeah. So, I mean, he just wanted to win game. There, there's not a player that I felt like Mississippi State and winning games for Mississippi State mattered more than to Jake Mangum. And I think Tanner Allen would be number two. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the production was there for him. He, the only time he really struggled was when he broke his hand. Mm-hmm. But his entire career, I mean, he was SEC freshman of the year. And that was in the pandemic season SEC. where he only played, you know, 12 games, basically. No, no, no. It was the year, it was the year before. The pandemic, he was already gone. He was, he was injured. No, I mean, you're talking about Tanner Allen. I'm talking about Jake. Oh, okay. Mangum. oh yeah, okay. you're talking about Jake Mangum. Okay, okay, yeah. The no, only no, no, no. time that Jake Mangum didn't have the numbers was when he broke his hand. Okay. So, um, you know, I, dynamite center fielder, uh, just your, just the the leadoff man of all time. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's the all time leading hitter in the SEC. I mean, yeah. So that speaks I, for something. For me, for me, it's Jake. Just the connection with the fan base. The production that he had, he led the team to. I mean, you talked about Tanner Allen um, leading the team in the national championship. I mean, he led the team to to Omaha a couple of times, and, and one of those times they had no business no going business there. Business. Which I agree. I know Tanner, but Tanner Allen played too, a huge role. Tanner Allen has the game winning RBI against Vanderbilt in the super regional that year as a freshman. I, I just the national championship holds so much weight with me the best player on the best team in school history. And I understand that from a statistical standpoint, 85, uh, 89, you know, 16, probably better. But they, the, the final piece of the puzzle was put into place by Tanner Allen. Yeah. That carries weight with well, me. So I'm going to so go for me, you're going to go Allen. But we're I, the only I one do, we're going to disagree on. But I, I do think that, you know, Thunder and Lightning deserve a ton of credit because of they put Mississippi State on the map. Of course. There were some good. There were some really good teams before they came along, mm-hmm. but they they really took Mississippi State to the next level, and uh, they set the stage for the Jake Manghams and the Tanner Allens and everybody else that that came behind them. So, but I'm going Mangum. You're going to go TA. I don't think you can go wrong with with any of those guys. You couldn't go wrong with any of the guys. If you want to tell me it's Palmero and Clark or or even Rooker, I'm not going to argue too hard against you. Now, Rooker's triple crown season was one of the most remarkable things I've ever seen. Incredible to, to witness. Incre- I, I, and then that was a I team. I remember sitting up there at the, the, during the Kentucky game. Yeah. You know, Super Bulldog weekend when he had three home runs. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, this dude is the greatest hitter He's on incredible. the planet. And that team, you talk about dragging somebody. Talk about having no business. You think about the, all the Tommy Johns and how little pitching that team had. And he and Mangum put that team into a super regional. He, you know, had, pitched, had, he pitched in the SEC tournament. He did. They had no business being in a Super Regional that year. They barely had any business having a winning season. Yeah, but, and by the way, that Super Regional, that, that Regional was just Southern, nuts. At USM, yeah. I, yeah. We, I mean, I, they lost that first game, and I was like, okay, it's a good season, time to go home. Ended up staying for like four more days. And that was just a, that was a nuts Regional in, at Southern Miss. No, I agree. So that's so Robbie's goats. Well, how do I put it this way? We have the same for the first three. We both say Dak, we both say Bailey Howe, we both say Latoya Thomas. But I say Tanner Allen and he says Jake Mangum. So feel free to tweet at us, let us know what your thoughts are. We'll we'll talk some more about this uh as we go forward. We'll we'll enjoy it. All right, let's move. Who your, who's your soccer goat? For Mississippi State? I don't know. I'll be honest with you, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, let's move on into the second half of the show. That's brought to you by our friends over at 
the Mississippi Beef Council, who want to remind you that beef is what's for dinner. It's going to be a cold weekend. You know, our friends, especially you guys up there in DeSoto County, hope everything's okay with you guys. I know the power was out early on Thursday. Hopefully everything's getting uh, settled back into place there. Um, but if you're looking to cook this weekend, man, I can't, you know, if it's cold outside, a big pot of chili, big pot of beef stew, that might be the way to go. And if you're experiencing a little bit better weather, that might be the way to go. Uh, you might be able to put some steaks on the grill or burgers. I'm doing beef this weekend. It's Mississippi pot roast time, Robbie Falk. That's where I'm oh, going. Yeah. I cooked some, I cooked a couple of ribeyes yeah. on the grill tonight. They were delicious. I was talking earlier today to Ryan Nelson, or my buddy, and he's like doing Mississippi pot roast. And it was just like a bug going in my ear. It's like, oh, that's got to happen. So, yeah, I, I, I got to do that. I've never done that before. I, mm-hmm. I've got to hit that up. The it's, first it's, one I had was when uh, is at our tailgate at the, uh, at the SEC tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was delicious. It's so good and so easy. There's no reason not to do it. And like I said, when you're looking for beef recipes like this, go to msbeef.org. There's a ton of easy-to-follow recipes where you can put a delicious meal on your family's dinner table this weekend. So, beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats. You know, if I wasn't going to cook, that might be the, the call there to go grab some Two Brothers Smoked Meats, to grab some smoked southern soul food to grab some delicious smoked wings and my favorite, the Chipotle tacos. That's my, if you're ever wondering what Brian Haydad's favorite taco is on the menu, it's the Chipotle chicken tacos with the jalapenos and the Chipotle ranch. Love it. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. And like I said, there's just so much on the menu beyond. It's not just barbecue when you go to two brothers. So head over there, have a good time in the cotton district at two brothers smoked meats. It's simple as this. When you call advantage business systems, you know, you call other places and you're trying to get service, right? Lord only knows who you're talking to and Lord only knows where they're at. You call Advantage Business Systems, you're talking to Miss... I'm going I'm to make up a name here, Robbie. I don't know the actual secretary's name. You ready? Just go with it, though. You Ms. talk Jenkins. to Miss Nancy yeah. down there at Advantage Business Systems and she takes care of your problems that very day and you're just going with your life. You're not waiting around for your copier your printers to get fixed. You're getting same-day service from a company based here in Mississippi. That's a 601 number you're going to call, not a 888 or 800 number you're going to call. So make it simple. Make it easy. Call Advantage Business Systems. The number is 601-362-9192, or you can visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Assuming that the ice and snow... uh, doesn't get in the way. Mississippi State will take on Arkansas in an absolutely tremendous, huge basketball game uh, for the Bulldogs this weekend. Um, and Arkansas, we've been talking about them for a while now. They have gotten super hot. They are playing some of their best basketball of the season, 17-5 and five overall. They're up to 6-3 and three in the conference. I think they started out 0-3 in the conference, or 0-2 at least in the conference. You know, Eric Musselman, you know, he wants to push the basketball, wants to score a lot of points. They average almost 80 points a game. J.D. Note, who did not play against Mississippi State earlier this year, 19 points per game, uh, leading the uh, the Hogs. They're a team that shoots the ball well, almost 46% shooting from the field. They out-rebound their opponents by about six uh, rebounds per game. It's just a good, good basketball team, and they're playing their best basketball Mississippi State played some of its best basketball of the year Wednesday or Tuesday night against South Carolina. 
we talked a little bit about this last week. We said, can they can state carry the momentum of how they played against Kentucky in the second half into the Saturday game against Texas Tech? They did not in any way, shape, or form. Can they carry momentum again this week to a tough matchup in Fayetteville? 7.30 tip, you know that place is going to be buzzing. Yeah, that, they're playing – I mean, you, you got to hope that the snow keeps some people out of the gym because that that place is, is always a tough place to play. And State's had some success there under Ben Hallen, and he's had some success against Arkansas, but this is going to be very difficult. State played really good against Arkansas in that first SEC game. But it's obvious that J.D. Note was a was a big loss for them in that ball game because he's averaged – in SEC play, he's averaged over 20 points a game. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's scored 16 or more points in every SEC ball game um, so far this year since he's come back. Had, had 31 in the game. I mean, this guy can, can really go and – it, it really has opened things up for the whole team, and they scored 99 points the other night. So they're playing their best basketball at, at the right time. And you mentioned that tough start that they had. You know, they started off really well this year. Mm-hmm. And I think some people – runs this year, Robbie, for sure. Well, some people called them out. You know, their schedule was, was pretty weak. It was. Uh, in the first half. And then they get and- into conference play, and they really struggled in a couple of those ball games um, to start conference play. Mm-hmm. But man, they're 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 really getting it rolling at this point, um, and they're they're not blowing everybody out, but mm-hmm. they're just winning ball games. And you know, Musselman's a really good coach, right? So you look at you know, and that schedule. They tried to schedule some good teams, but you know, Cincinnati and Kansas State really haven't held up the bargain. Started out the year eleven and zero, then they lost six of their. I'm sorry, seven of their next. Is that right? No, five of their next six. Lost to Oklahoma, Hofstra. They beat Elon. Then they, I was correct, they lost the first three in a row uh, in conference play, Mississippi State, Vanderbilt, and Texas A&M. Since then, though, they've won seven in a row. They beat Missouri. They won at LSU in a crazy game where they were down eight points with, I think, four minutes to go. And I think they finished the game on like a 17-2 to run or something like that. Uh, South Carolina, they beat Texas A&M in Arkansas in overtime. At Ole Miss, they beat West Virginia last weekend in the SEC Big 12 Challenge and then blew Georgia out Wednesday night uh, on the road. So seven straight wins now coming into this game. They do finish the season. That's a tough stretch. Mississippi State, Auburn, Alabama, at Missouri, Tennessee, at Florida, Kentucky, LSU, at Tennessee. That's a tough stretch to finish the season for the Arkansas Razorbacks. So they need a win here because, you know, they need to continue to move up in the net. They're back into the 40s. I think they were down in the 60s or 70s at one point. I think they're 37 now. So they then they, would look, have moved they, up they made a last they made a huge they made a huge jump. Well, yeah, I mean, well, winning seven straight games will uh will do that for you. Arkansas currently, you're correct, 37 up from 51. Big yeah, jump, huge jump. Hogs. I mean, this is a quad one ball game for state. Oh yeah, state 47 in the uh, the net rankings. They could desperately use a win here. Uh, a win oh, here it would be it would be, would be massive. It would it it wouldn't punch a ticket. But they they would at least let you think about it at this point. If you saw you'd Joe, back in the, you'd be back in the right side of the bubble. Joe Lenardi's no last bracketology, which came out Thursday afternoon, had State as the first of the first four out. Means it's that's a pretty clear signal. A win over Arkansas would put the Bulldogs uh, into the big dance. Now they would be in the uh, 
the the last four in, which would mean they would be in the uh, the play in games. But they would at least be in and be able to start building a resume to get in. And if they lose this game, they're probably going to still stay in that last four out region. But these next four games, Robbie, at Arkansas, Tennessee at home, at LSU, at Alabama, you have to get at least one, and you probably need to get two. Yeah. And if they can't do that, it's going to be really tough for me to say, yeah, this is still a tournament team. Right. Uh, this isn't a make-or-break game for Mississippi State, but, man, it would be huge. It would be really big for them. This is an Arkansas team that is playing really well at this point, and we just mentioned the numbers for them. This game would be big for State's resume. And, I mean, how many times have we talked about the fact that State doesn't have a ton of bad losses, but they just don't have the wins. They don't have the wins right now to prop them up. They have, you know, a quad one win. I think that might be it against Alabama. So this is uh, this, this is a, a big one for State. There's other opportunities coming up in the next few games, but they can't afford to go one and three mm-hmm. here. Yes, you um, hit on it. State one and four uh, in quad one games so far this year. They have four consecutive quad one opportunities in front of them right now. Yeah, it's uh, time to go to work. I mean, yeah, that's like we said Arkansas at 37. Uh, let me look them up here. Tennessee is at 13. That'll be a quad one chance. At LSU, they're 15, quad one chance. Out At Alabama, 22, quad one chance. You've got to get a couple of these. You've got to pick a couple of these teams off. If you do that, you're going to be fine. If you don't, I mean, you're, you're thir- what, what's the record right now? 13 and 7, 14 and 7. <sighs> Four games. If they're 15 and 10, I mean, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough at 15 and 10. And at 14 and 11, I don't think you have any chance whatsoever. Mm-mm. I just don't. I just don't think you have any chance because I, then I would not be, I would not be willing to say they're for sure going to go undefeated in that four game stretch of Missouri, Missouri, South Carolina, Vanderbilt. Yeah. This feels like the, this feels like the season. This right is the here. season, the these stretch. next four games for Mississippi uh, State. You go two and two, you're, you're still alive. You're still so what alive. Happened? You go two and two. What happened Saturday? I just I can't predict them to win it, and I feel weird saying that because the of all the teams that we're talking about here down the stretch, Arkansas is is the one that states had the most success against under Ben Howland. This is a team that he has actually been able to to beat consistently, but I just don't know, especially if if Tolu's out and he's not ready. I just don't know if, if they can do it. They, they did it earlier this year, but that was a home game. <laughs> and no Arkansas game, no was, was missing guys too. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I'm with they're going to have to play. They're going to have to play really, really well in this. I'm going to need think, to. Yeah, I'm going to need to see State win one of these games in this stretch to, to, before, to, before to I'll start to, buying in. Yeah, to come so, over. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. I, I think State loses, and I think it could be a tough loss. I think it could be a, a, a back and forth kind of game that State just lets get away from a little bit there at the end. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Well, apparently we just need to take a flamethrower to the, the women's locker room at Mississippi State. This let's create some more adversity for this basketball team because all they do is keep winning. They get the win over Auburn uh, at Auburn on a, uh, a Thursday night uh, over there on the Plains and get a win over uh, who else? 
former MSU assistant uh, Johnny Harris, a game that saw State uh, battle back early, uh, maintain a lead through most of the second half, fight off a pretty good Auburn rally there at the end, but grab a 70-65 win over the Tigers. Another night, Robbie, of good three-point shooting for the ladies. Yeah, not, I've seen the people saying, well, this is a one-and-nine Auburn team. Any win that you're getting at this point with Mississippi State is a good one. Maybe even great. You will take any win that you can get at this point in time. And, um, you know, the fact that they continue to just battle through this is is just amazing. I mean, Auburn's not a great basketball team, but they just beat a top 10 Tennessee team mm-hmm. at Auburn last week. And they've been in ball games all year long. And I think Johnny's going to do a good job there. But State is just finding ways to win. It's really been amazing. You mentioned that three-point shooting. It's been amazing to see that evolve. And it's like, you know, Rakia Jackson leaves and this team has an offense. It's, it's, it's crazy to think about. You lose 20 points a game and your offense actually gets better. But you're starting to see ball movement, you know, dribble penetration and a kick out that sets up a big three. They're not shooting bad three-pointers. Almost right. every single three-pointer they're shooting is a good shot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a good point that Doug Novak makes is the best pass is the one that's setting up the assist, that, that pass that gets the ball to the person that's, that's passing it to the shooter. State's having great ball rotation right now, getting really good looks from three-point range, and they're knocking them down. There were 7 of 13, 7 of 14, something like that. I think it was 7 of 13 mm-hmm. in this game, which was the third straight game that they've shot over 50%. They had not shot over 50% from three-point range in a game all season long until the last three games. So that's that's been incredible to watch. Another game over 50% shooting from the field. Turnovers were a little high. They were getting beat on the boards. Gave up too many offensive rebounds. But they found a way to win. It's not going to be pretty. Just win. And right now they're sitting at 5-4 and four in the league. They're at 14-7 and seven overall. And you have – <clears throat> uh, some tough games ahead, but you win three more games, you're squarely in the mix for the NCAA tournament, I think, which is just yeah. un- real, unbelievable to even think about. You take on Florida this weekend, is that correct? Thir- next Thursday. Next Thursday, and that's a game, you know, Florida pulverized Tennessee tonight. You know, that, that's a team that also has an interim head coach. Yeah. And they're playing – as good as anybody in the league outside of South Carolina right now. If you're struggling right now, fire your coach. Yeah, apparently so. Get an interim in there. And so then that, that's the going to be that's going to be really difficult. The next two games are really difficult, but they're both home games. Well, and then you mentioned and, that that other home game is on Super Bowl Sunday against Ole Miss. So that, that that sucks in terms of if that wasn't Super Bowl Sunday, I think you might see a big crowd for that game. And then there'll probably still be some fans there, but it it, it hurts it obviously being up against the uh, the Super Bowl. But but I think you'll see a bigger crowd at those two games than you've seen all year. I agree. Because th- they're I winning. Think people, people, and they like the way this team's playing. Yes. They play hard. They play defense. They're, they they're playing the way Vic Schaefer's teams played. Yes. At, at their peak. They play hard. And let me tell you something, man. Let me tell you something. If he wins one out of two games, even two out of two here, mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of pressure on John Cohen to hire this man. I agree. And, and there should and, be. He's doing. A, he's done a good job. I think. And he, I think he's even right, even right now, he deserves to be 
squarely in the mix. I agree. He deserves to be he's he deserves to be a finalist for the job. I agree. It's not my job. John Cohen gets paid much more money to run this athletic department. But I've watched a lot of women's college basketball over the last eight years, probably more than anybody else, probably more than anybody wants to. And this guy, he's got it. He he, he absolutely has got it. He knows basketball, the X's and O's of things, as, as much as anybody that I've seen. Mm. And what he's been able to just drag out of this team, and I don't want to take anything away from the players either because the, they do have talent. But there's just not – there's no size on this team um, that's been, you know, able to make a real difference, and the numbers are not there. What he's been able to do has been one of the better coaching jobs that I've seen. Yeah, I agree. Just, I agree with you 100%. He, he just – I just – I think it would be foolish, unless you have somebody already lined up. Right. I think it would be really foolish to, to just dismiss – this Agreed. guy just because he's interim coach. He should be he he should have a legitimate opportunity to be the head coach. We'll see. Well, if I wanted to sit here and talk with you for an hour, not another hour, not that I got anything against you, we'd bring up what's happening at Auburn this evening. But we will save that for another day. We'll save it for another day. And we'll be back with you uh later this weekend. Back with you on Sunday uh to recap everything that happened in Mississippi State, uh Arkansas, maybe some football talk, obviously a lot of baseball talk that's gonna be heating up. Uh, also today, catch uh, my interview, or yeah, my interview. It was my interview uh, with Adam Frazier from today's Sports Talk Mississippi. We talked uh, a little MLB, but a lot of MSU stuff as well. So hopefully you'll check that out you here on the podcast. The rock is cooking. Talk to you again on Sunday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. The Rock says, 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 know your damn role. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.